ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you've got ideas for future episodes, topics that you'd like us to address, please contact us. There are two easy ways to do so. You can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you tweet, or you can tweet at us at sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition. Again, if you're on Twitter, our Twitter Twitter handle is sfdiocese, and use the hashtag ignition. Uh, I am on the, f- I'm not on the phone. Uh, on the phone today with me is Deacon Omar Gutierrez. How are you, Deacon Omar? I am well, Chris. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Deacon Omar and I are going to be talking today about Catholic social teaching, uh, social justice. And that's a, a word, a term that's out there a lot in contemporary American society, at least as we're recording this. Maybe centuries from now it won't be if you're listening to archives of ignition somehow. Um, <laughs> but so social justice, uh, the, the idea of social justice actually has very deep biblical Catholic roots. And we're going to be talking about what authentic social justice is, what Catholic social teaching is all about, and how it matters in your own life and how you can grow in it as well. If you've never listened to Ignition before, again, I mentioned my name is Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm the director of adult discipleship and evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, Been in that role uh, since 2002. Um, Three years before that, 1999, I married my wife, Jermaine. So as we're recording this, we've been married for 20 years and we have five kids. Neither Jermaine nor I are originally from South Dakota, uh, from Sioux Falls, but our kids are. So we have five kids. They're born and raised in Sioux Falls. Deacon Omar, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Not at all. So uh, I'm Deacon Omar Gutierrez. I'm a deacon in the Archdiocese of Omaha at St. Peter's Parish. Uh, I am um, president and co-founder of the Evangelium Institute, which is an apostolate here in the Archdiocese. I works with uh, adults in faith formation. I also help with missions uh, in the Archdiocese, and uh, I advise the Nebraska Catholic Conference on public policy things from the sphere of Catholic social teaching, um, which uh, I do a lot of writing about and uh, speaking around the country. But um, uh, happily married 15 years. Uh, Chris and I actually go back a long way. Um, I've known him for many, many years. Um, uh, but uh, my wife and I married for 15 years, and we have uh, a fifth child on the way. Um, and uh, I've neither of us are natives to uh, Omaha, Nebraska. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. My wife's from British Columbia, but we love uh, the Midwest and love being here. And um, do you love the love twins, Deacon Omar? Do you love the twins? I no. no I don't, I don't. <laughs> 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 Especially since we're. In the heat of a yes, right, yes, yes, we are. So okay, sorry, I hijacked. Sorry, you were you were no, talking about your lovely wife. Nothing else to add. Okay, should conquer everything. Okay. <laughs> 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 So, you can tell already, listeners, that we go back away. Yeah, 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 and and there are there there are bodies that will remain buried. Uh, fortunately, I am in control of this show, so um, I get to decide what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Deacon Omar, there, I, I sort of teased already for our listeners what we're going to be talking about today, and I, I really. Um, 
I, I want to let you run with it, but the way I want to start is, um, wh- why am I talking to you about Catholic social teaching, social justice? Like, talk a little bit about your own familiarity, uh, your your own study of okay. the Church of Social Teaching, and then let's get into what it is, what it isn't, and why it's important. Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, when I get to ask this question, often I'll start um, with my upbringing, because my, uh, I grew up in Cleveland, um, my parents were Latin American. My dad is from the Republic. My mom's from Costa Rica. Uh, they met here in this country as immigrants. My, my dad, however, was a uh, communist, uh, atheist, and my mom was devout Catholic. And so growing up, uh, I was very much aware of, of this tension. Um, and it wasn't until I started getting into theology after I'd made the choice of being a Christian, um, and, and then I was studying theology, uh, we were both a Franciscan Christian, and then later at the Angelicum in Rome, and, and then and, and it was years later I looked back and I realized that all the areas of theology that I was drawn to write about and study were areas of Catholic social teaching, and I think it's because of my dad's background and and the arguments around the questions of, of economics and politics and culture and that sort of stuff. Um, so I started to explore that aspect of my theological writing more and more. And since uh, about the year 2008, I've been uh, writing articles and speaking. Um, and uh, for a time being, I was in charge of the social teaching uh, in the Archdiocese of Omaha. And I have a book on the subject, uh, Urging of Christ's Love, the Saints, and the Social Teaching of the Catholic Church. Um, so uh, this is an area of the Church of Teaching that I have just sort of totally thrown my life into, and in part because I think um, it speaks to me personally, but uh, also because it speaks to um, the larger question of, of how do we live as Christians in the world. Mm. And we, with that, you and I talked um, in uh, another recent episode of Ignition about what does it mean to live? How do we live in that? And here, and we talked about the importance of community, and that's social yeah. justice, social teaching. Right. How do we live with others? Um, so, so I guess that that's the segue then into. So this is why you are really. You, uh, thank you for explaining. You may not say it, but I will. You're, you're an expert through your study, through your writing, your teaching on this topic. Um, that that's why I'm having you on, not just because you know uh, you didn't like threaten to post on the internet something from the past and. <laughs> It's still there. Have me on ignition or else. So, all right. So what is social Catholic social teaching? What is social justice um, and what isn't it, Omar? Good. Uh, so basically the, the, the teaching is a body of, of doctrine. It, it appears in various encyclicals throughout the last hundred or so years. Um, but it's a body of doctrine that is designed, the purpose of which is to help us uh, live our faith um, the other six days of the week, right? So we 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 know we have to go to mass on Sunday, and, and that's an expression of our Catholic life. But um, how do I um, vote? How do I uh, shop? How, what kind of choices do I make in terms of my own family's budget? Um, what do I do in terms of how I raise my children and the choices I make for education? All those things are. are touch on or touched upon by catechistic social teaching. Um, it's this, this, this wide body of, um, of, of teaching that helps us address all of these questions. Um, what it isn't uh, is uh, a kind of um, a checklist of stuff every Catholic has to do. So what the social teaching does is it gives us basic principles 
um, and criteria and some guidelines. Um, and uh, within those principles and guidelines, we live the moral life and, and, and the social teaching. But the church is never going to come down and kind of say, uh, this is what it looks like for every single person. Mm. Um, like all of moral theology, because social teaching is a branch of, of moral theology, the Church gives us these general principles so that we can apply them within our own lives to our conscience, within this context of our community, with the help perhaps of our pastor if we need it, uh, in conversation with other good uh, Catholics, and so on and so forth, so we can apply it to our own lives. But the Church is there to kind of help us do that. It's also not... Um, uh, a baptized humanitarianism. Um, and what I mean by that is it's not um, just caring for your neighbor. Um, so I teach a course on it for Catholic Distance University, and uh, one of the first things I notice when I ask my students, so what do you, what's your experience with Catholic social teaching? They often talk about, well, you know, when I talk about it, I talk about serving the poor or talk about this issue or talk about that action and so on and so forth. And I always point out to them is all of you have mentioned um, stuff that a Buddhist would be comfortable with, mm. um, caring for your neighbor, uh, loving uh, the poor, and so on and so forth. What is it about Catholic Association that makes it Catholic? Right? Uh, and um, it's Jesus. Right? It's, it's, it's the relationship with Christ Jesus. So it's, it's not a baptized humanitarianism. Not that there's anything wrong with humanitarianism. Humanitarians are great people. <laughs> friends with some humanitarians, right? Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's really... Uh, uh, a body of teaching that helps us know how to apply the calling of Christ in our life, how to apply how I want to love Jesus in this world. Catholic teaching is there. Oh, here's some ways you can do that. Here's some parameters within which to do that. Uh, and that helped me fulfill my call to follow Jesus. So um, I, I want to f- um, unpack a little bit more what it isn't. Could you maybe um, contrast what you just said with other like wokeness, um, social justice warriors. Again, I think maybe people, if they're paying any attention to, um, it's more, I guess, in the internet than it's in the news per se, like paper and, and TV. Well, mm-hmm. cable, cable news, you hear those, those sort of term, term terms. Yeah. What do they mean and how isn't that what the church means by social justice? Yeah, really good question. So, um, Contemporarily, uh, social justice refers to, and social justice warriors and the wokeness and all that stuff, refers to a paradigm of looking at the problem society through power. Um, and this is, this is, in fact, there was a, a, a movement within the social teaching of the Church that started in Latin America in the 70s called liberation theology. Now, not all liberation theologies are the same, and you can't uh, paint with a broad brush, but um, it was, it's a, uh, a tendency to try to apply the paradigm of power to social problems. Um, so the reason, for instance, that uh, the poor are suffering is because they don't have power, so the way we, we uh, fix the system is by taking power away from these people and giving it to that people. And power here can, is almost exclusively defined as socioeconomic and political power. Um, and so the, 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 the woke culture, the social justice culture, is often about... Um, maintaining or uh, acquiring or executing socioeconomic or political power. I'll tell you just a really quick story about this. I was with a, a group out in Washington, D.C., associated with the USCCB, and we were meeting with our representatives, and one of the presenters uh, was talking about um, the, the Christian call to aid for the poor. And so his question was, 
Um, when you advocate for public policy that helps the poor, are you fulfilling your obligation to help the poor? And we said, yes, that's one way you can help the poor. That is to, to help pass good laws. And then he said, if you advocate for public policy, but you fail to get the public policy passed, right, the bill doesn't pass, are you still fulfilling your obligation? Mm. He said, well, yeah, you tried. And he said, no, you're not. Mm. You're not fulfilling your obligation. Why? Because he was functioning under the paradigm of power. The point of power is to be effective. That's the point, to be successful. Not faithful, but successful. So if you're not uh, moving the ball forward, if you're not progressing, if you're not um, uh, making a difference in this world within a very specific, narrow definition of what, what a difference means, uh, then you're not moving forward. That's that's the whole social justice movement as in the contemporary or the sort of modern secular understanding of it. That is not Catholic social teaching. Right. Because the, the paradigm <laughs> of Catholic social teaching is not power, it's love, right? The paradigm of Catholic social teaching is not power, it's truth, freedom, justice, and love. It's Christ Jesus, right? So Pope St. John XXIII gives us these values in Catholic social teaching, truth, freedom, justice, and love, and we have to understand those uh, as a Catholic, as a Christian, we understand those. And when we get to justice, what's fascinating is that, yes, social justice is part of the tradition. It is actually a, a term coined by the Catholic Church back in 1931 um, to refer to a, 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 a tradition within the Church that goes all the way back to Thomas Aquinas. Um, but um, in, in the value of justice, um, we have to understand that it can't be the end-all, be-all. Right. Um, mm. Even Pope St. John Paul II said, we have to get beyond justice to love, because justice, and this is St. John Paul II said, justice can be cold. Right? Um, justice can be impersonal. Um, we are not called just to be just. Right? What happened on the crucifix uh, on Calvary was not justice. Yeah. It was love. Yeah. So Catholic social teaching is not about power. It's not about justice. It's not about equality. It's about love. Uh, and the moment we forget that, and the moment we get beyond Jesus and start looking at socioeconomic political stuff, first and foremost, is the moment we've, we've lost the thread on kind of social teaching. Amen. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and with me today is Deacon Omar Gutierrez. Uh, this is a broadcast of the New Evangelization, and we're talking today about what Catholic social teaching is, what the Catholic conception of social justice, authentic social justice is. And we were just talking there, um, if you're just tuning in, we we're contrasting it with sort of the contemporary current events um, take, more secular take on what social justice is. Um, where it's focusing on power instead of, as you were just saying, Deacon Omar, on love. Okay, so <clears throat> sort of setting that sort of contemporary uh, understanding or maybe misunderstanding aside, why is it important then for maybe just, maybe the average Christian or average Catholic listener in particular here, Captain about Catholic social teaching, why is it important for the average Catholic to familiarize themselves with the church's social teaching? So why is it important? And then how do we do it? <laughs> Great question. So um, regarding to, uh, to, to, uh, to why, uh, the first thing I would say is because the church says you have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I said so. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> you clerics, that, listen, you clerics, you just come in with your <laughs> collar and you... <laughs> well, I say that because what's fascinating is the church has been saying this for a while. So since 1931, the Pope, Pope uh, uh, Pius XI said, 
that it's it's you, my brother bishops. It's the, it's the cleric's responsibility to find leaders within, you know, employers and employees and laborers and train them the social teaching. John, John, Pope John the Twenty Third, Pope Saint John Twenty Third says in Matthew the that everybody should be educated in Catholic social teaching. It should be in school. Saint John Paul II, when he became Pope, he calls the Synod of Bishops together. First thing he does, like day one, let's get the bishops together and let's talk about catechesis in the new world. And he produces this document, Catechesi Tridende, in 1979. And in the document, it says, going forward for catechesis, what do we need? We need to know that Jesus is God, the Church is his mediator. And then he says, Catholic social teaching should be part of the regular uh, uh, training of catechesis for every Catholic. Right? So we should know it. But the, the kicker is the Church has done a, a really bad job of teaching it and giving it to us. Right. Um, uh, so I'll get to the resources you can go to in a second. But So the first reason is because the Church asks us, the Church tells us we should know it. And the second reason uh, is because, again, uh, and I had this experience years ago when I first moved to Omaha, I was giving a talk on uh, the social teaching on a document, Rerum Navarum, uh, 1891, Pope Leo XIII, beautiful document, beautiful Pope. And there was this uh, young couple in the class, and I talked to them afterwards, and it turns out they were evangelicals. Turns out they belong to a, a, a new sort of young evangelical hip church here in Omaha, and it turns out that many of them were fascinated by Catholic social teaching. Mm. Why? Because in their um, pursuit of of Christ, right? And they're evangelical. They they love Jesus and the Bible, and that's that's it. That's the extent of their their deep theology. He said, um, in their pursuit of knowing who Christ is and following Him. They want to know what it looks like in the real world. Mm. Um, and they said, in all our investigations, and they looked at lots of different Christian denominations, lots of different resources, and so we couldn't find anything until we could get to Catholic social teaching. And here, finally, right, you have the example of the monks, right, but we're, we're, we're not monks, right? Um, how do we live the Christian life in the world? Ah, there in the Catholic Church, there we see uh, a method, guidelines, principles that we can apply to the real world to learn how to be better, more faithful followers of Jesus Christ. So why? Why do we need it? The Church tells us, and two, because if you love Jesus, you want to know how Jesus is going to transform your life and how you live. Now, how do we find it? Well, that's been the problem. Uh, <laughs> and even Pope St. John Paul II was super frustrated with this. He um, writes... Um, uh, Centesimus Annus, uh, in 1991, on the 100th anniversary, so Catholic Social Teaching is now 100 years old, he writes this big, beautiful document, uh, and at the end of it he says, you know, we, we, I want everybody to, all the bishops of the world, to spread this message to as many people. Cricket. He got cricket. Mm. Um, in 1993, he says, what, what we need to do is we need to put together a compendium of the teaching so that the average Catholic can go somewhere and just find the teaching, you know, laid out before them. That doesn't happen within his pontificate, except, you know, it's the very, very, very end. Um, he creates then, John Paul II creates a, a different organization within the Vatican to try to work with lay people to spread the teaching, because he knows it's difficult for the average person to get in touch with it. Finally, in 2004, in 2005 in English, uh, we get the Compendium of the Social Doctrine of the Church. So if you haven't heard about it, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a book. You can get it on Vatican. But you can also buy it. I think it should be in every Catholic home. It's a great resource. But if you, if you do have it, if you have seen it, if you get it, 
it's a thick book. Yeah, I mean, very. It's not exactly the kind of thing you sit down <clears throat> and page through. Um, so it wasn't until about three years ago, 2016, at World Youth Day, that the Vatican produced um, a shorter, easily understood version of the compendium, and it's called the Ducat, the Ducat, the Ducatechism, um, Ducat. And Ignatius Press publishes it. Uh, the Augustine Institute has a nice um, a study guide that goes along with it. Um, but th- that that's probably the best resource right now in terms of getting at the teaching and most accessible resource. Um, and and I should also mention um, there are a lot of books on the subject. Not all of them are orthodox. Yep. <laughs> Not all of them. You know, some of them fall into that that language of power I was talking about before. Um, but there are a few books out there that talk about um, the the social teaching in terms of the saints, which I think is the way to go, and that's the way I I went. Um, because as I was teaching kind of social teaching to a lot of people, and people were asking the exact same question you just asked me, well, how do I do this, and how do I know where I go? Um, the, one of the resources we forget we have are the lives of the saints. Um, we know they live social teaching, and we know that because they're in heaven now. And that, by the way, is the point of social teaching, to get us to heaven. Right. So if they got us, if they're in heaven, they must have lived social teaching. Therefore, um, we can look at their lives and learn how to live. So you mentioned the Ducat, and if you're wondering what, what the heck kind of a name is Ducat, well, um, <clears throat> it sort of follows on. It's, it's in a way, it's a companion volume to the UCAT, Y-O-U-C-A-T, which was basically a young adult's catechism, maybe late teen young adult catechism um, that, that was published, um, that in that case, not by the Vatican, but it's got a forward from Benedict XVI, a preface from him. So I love that as a, a similar, the Catechism of the Catholic Church is not a small book. So a great on, uh, appetizer to get into the Catechism is the UCAT, um, Y-O-U-C-A-T. Well, it's cute to make it rhyme, UCAT. Well, if we're going to have a, a, a primer, a basic introduction to Catholic social teaching, DUCAT, because it is about doing. How do you do this Catholic yeah. thing? So. Um, you, you mentioned the study guide too. So um, I, I just want to touch on the Ducat and study guide a bit more, um, but briefly, uh, you you like both of them. You would endorse both the Ducat and its study guide as a, as a good resource, as an easy way to understand, get into this topic, right? Very much so. And and so we did it here at a parish here in Omaha, and and um, you know there's there's a flexibility. It was pretty short series they did. <laughs> And um, uh, I didn't do it, so it was, we had somebody in charge of it who was not an expert in Catholic teaching, uh, and people got a lot out of it, they got good discussions out of it, uh, and they, they, they really enjoyed it. So um, you also mentioned, again, what's the title of your book, where you compare, look at this through the lens of the lives of the saints? Uh, the Urging of Christ's Love, uh, The Saints and the Social Teaching of the Catholic Church. Okay. And then you've mentioned several um, papal documents. Um, mm-hmm. John the Twenty Third, what was it, uh, Mater et Magistra, which is Mother and That's Teacher. Right. What, what's what's sort of the subtitle? What's that on? Do you recall, like, if somebody wants to go find Mater and Magistra? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that one is on the... Uh, I forget the English title of that is, but yeah, mother and teacher, and that. So he's re- so all the encyclicals are actually responses to things kind of going on in the world, essentially, and uh, and so that is, that's 1961, uh, and and that's the first time we start getting into nuclear proliferation, right, and uh, some of those issues that sort of pop up uh, at that time. So Pope uh, John XXIII is attempting to try to uh, offer a Catholic vision. On uh, some of the, the modern changes, right? The, the television had been invented yep. uh, by this point since the previous uh, social encyclical. So, 
he's he gets into communication a little bit. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Other other important documents mentioned in Leo the Thirteenth Rerum Novarum, um, which yes, is... Rerum Novarum. And that that one's uh, the English title is on capital and labor. Uh, okay. And so it, it, it's fascinating, especially in light of the sort of woke culture and the socialist um, uh, fetish we have these days. Yeah. Of socialism. Um, he's responding specifically to the socialist Marxist um, answer to the problems of capital and labor, which really existed at the time of the Industrial Revolution. He's giving a Catholic response to the socialist um, uh, argument, and it's, it's beautiful and it's groundbreaking, absolutely groundbreaking. So, and and it might actually, obviously, be a very relevant read for Catholics right. today and others too. Okay. And and of the social encyclicals, I have to say, Pope Leo is relatively easy to read. So. That's one of the easier ones to read. Okay, so I'm guessing maybe to one of the harder ones. You also mentioned St. John Paul II's Centissimus Annus. Uh, thoughts on that? Yeah. That's really long, <laughs> and John Paul is sometimes <laughs> difficult to, to, to read. But uh, in there, he talks about... So the fall of Soviet Union has occurred, uh, and so he looks at... Um, so now post-Soviet Union, what, what, how do we go forward? Is there a Christian way going forward? And of course, he... Uh, he offers his vision, his beautiful vision, and, and uh, he has some great uh, information there on uh, economics uh, and what a Christian economics would look for. One of the great quotes from there, briefly, is uh, he says that um, it's Catholic social teaching is not a third way between communism and capitalism. Uh, Catholic social teaching is uh, is just the, the Christianity. Um, and so that's going to affect the way we look at economics and other aspects of our lives, but it is essentially Christianity. Okay, great. So, do you know where we've got just under two minutes to go? Um, I think sort of takeaways here is if, if I'm going to kind of boil down what we've been talking about um, would be in terms of what to do more. Um, no pun intended. Read the Church of Social <laughs> Teaching, but then what? Like, how, we're not supposed to just read it. We're supposed to do it. How do we do it? Right. So then here's, here's the, the nub of it, right? So the, the danger always, I think, with this is that we get caught up in understanding it as something to be done um, uh, and don't try to uh, make it sort of part of our whole life. Um, so as we're looking to how to do it, uh, the first thing to do is to go to prayer. <laughs> the first mm. thing to do is to go to Christ Jesus and say, Lord, how do you want me to act? I get the question all the time about what to do about panhandlers or what do I do with the person who comes to my parish and they're looking for money and they walk up to me, et cetera. Uh, the answer, you know, what does Catholic Association have to say to that? The answer is what, whatever Jesus tells you. Right? Mm. The, the answer is what, what's Jesus calling you in that moment to do? And uh, the challenge is to be radical in your love for the other. Right? So uh, in, in one case, for instance, I wouldn't do this every time, but I was called by the Lord to do this. Homeless man comes up to me, asks me for my money. Um, I'm by myself, and I say, you know what? Why don't you get in? There's a McDonald's on the road. I'll buy you a, a sandwich, and we'll chat. It could be that. It could be, no, there's a, there's a, uh, a shelter over there. But whatever the Lord is calling you to do, that's, that's how you do it. Right? Great. That's how you do it. Great. If people are curious more, website contact information for you, Deacon Omar. Yeah, omargutierrez.com, omargutierrez.com. Uh, and um, the urging of Christ's love is the book. Yeah. Great. Thank you for being with us once again today, Deacon Omar. Thank you. My pleasure, Chris. Thanks.
And once again, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us, at sfdiocese, and use the hashtag Ignition. That's for any questions you might have about today's episode or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.